Hey everybody, this is Neil Morse, and you are listening to Musicians Having Coffee and Talking About Stuff. And we have the wonderful Matt Smith from Theocracy with us today. Yeah, we got our coffee. Yeah, I got my special podcast mug that I talk about all too often. You're having an uh, ice drink, and that's allowed. I, I am. I'm, I'm actually not a coffee drinker, but I'm a southern boy, so I had to have the sweet tea. Got to have the sweet tea, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my wife's a big coffee fiend, so she's the expert. But, but you know, sweet tea for I, those of you you don't for people around the world that don't know, um, iced tea in America on the on the West Coast where I grew up never has sugar in it. If you want sugar in it, they'll they'll hand you like one of those little you know sugar packets or something. But uh, in the South, the 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 art of sweet tea is it's a it's a thing. <laughs> It's really an art. It's really an art. Yeah, usually down here it has too much sugar in it, but it's it's a it's, it's a nice uh, there's a nice balance to be had. And one of the good things about quarantine is I was able to sort of uh, master a, a little recipe, so I've I've got it down to a science now. So oh, we'll have to head down yeah, there. To, head down to Georgia, have some sweet tea. Yeah, yeah, a lot because a lot of restaurants they basically serve you sugar water, you know. Right. Which which is no good. So. Yeah. 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 All good, man. How have you been? Congratulations, first of all, on the on the grandchild. That's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a new grandbaby, little little Emerson Morse. How's, and, how's uh, Will? How's Will and them doing? Oh, they're doing great. The baby's great. It was a real. Uh, it was a pretty arduous labor. She was in labor yeah. for like thirty eight hours or something. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was rough. Wow. And um, but you know, when the baby comes, it's like. Wow! Right. No, oh, he's right. so wonderful, little Emerson. He's so cute. Now, are I'll, they are they in Nashville area? Yeah, they're about fifteen minutes from us. Oh, okay. They're they're okay. still here in in they're still here in White House, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I asked my son. I asked Will. So, what was your experience? I was on the phone with him at the time, and he said, "It was all things." like it there was funny times there was it was really it was really hard for him to watch oh i'm sure with a labor that long yeah to watch her being in so much pain and then but then the baby coming and i mean it was like the agony and the ecstasy right 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 yeah well he, he looked super cute from the pictures that you posted he is super cute and super healthy and uh, all is good, you know. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna go see him right after we're done talking. So, oh, that's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. The the podcast has been great, man. I've really enjoyed it. You know, the episode with Al was really cool, and oh. Dave. You know, I, I learned stuff that I didn't know, and it's really been. It's really people seem to be really digging it. Oh, that's cool. Are, it's. Are, yeah, you, I'm are you pleased? A, I'm having a good time. Yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I realized, you know, there's a lot of cool things about it. But one of them is just, you know, relating with people. Um, I wouldn't be having a conversation on Zoom with you right now, probably, if it wasn't for this, or Steve Hackett, or uh, John Anderson. You know, it's been enriching for me, and I feel like God's worked in it uh, for me. I was was, uh, telling Jordan Rudis recently that... uh, after I spoke with John Anderson, 
then one of the next things I had on my list of to do's was write the lyrics for the new Neil Morse band album. Mm-hmm. And it was just, sometimes just being with people affects you in ways you didn't re- realize that it was right going to sometimes negatively, right. you know, uh, in the case yeah. of John, you know, very positively. And I just, I wound up feeling a little freer mm-hmm. and, uh, so it was good. So it's yeah, it's been really good for me. I hope that it's been a blessing for others. You know. Yeah, yeah, I've I really enjoyed it. So, seems like other people have as well. So Matt is the lead singer uh, and uh, main writer, also of Theocracy, isn't that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a band out of Georgia. You guys are all down there, living pretty close to each other, right? More or less. Yeah, most of the guys are in the Atlanta area. I'm I'm the only one in Athens now. Okay. Um. Our let's see, our original drummer lived here as well. Um, so there were a couple of us up here, but now it's just me and then the other guys are, are well, that was the case. Actually, our drummer just moved to New York, so he's he's still gonna be, you know, flying for, for tours and stuff. But uh, he, uh, he was or New Jersey technically. He's from up there and he, he was kinda ready to go back home. So um so we just we just recorded a new a new album and that was kind of it was kind of like, all right, I'm leaving on this day, so we need to schedule now, you know, and be done by, you know, this time for him to get out. So that's what we did. And but um but yeah, the rest of us are all all still down here. So Well, that must be nice to all be near each other, you know. I wish I wish for that. Like in the early days of Spocks, we all lived in LA. Right. When we started right. like in the early nineties. You know, the whole idea of you know having to fly somewhere to rehearse would be just mm-hmm. insane. I know. <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> um, and, it, and I, I, you know, I I dig file sharing. There's a lot of things that are really cool about it. For one thing, it can really save time because while you know, let's say while the string players are creating the string tracks in another studio. I'm here doing vocals, you right. know, so, right. you know, you can, you can get a lot of stuff done, but there's a lot of things about, you know, subtleties of phrasing and, and things that are very difficult to convey unless you're together in the room. Yeah. Nothing replaces being in the room. I think. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny because it's, even though we're together, everybody's jobs and everything else are so, I mean, people are traveling constantly, so even scheduling is just half the time we may as well be across the country from each other, you know. Yeah, isn't that even funny? Finding, yeah, even <laughs> even getting it to the point where everyone can rehearse, you know, is is was tough sometimes. So, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, it's it's really nice to be able to to be in the room. Modern life gets so busy. I mean, like us now, like trying to get our family all in the same room is like some kind of like has to be some major act of God. To, I don't know. Like Every year, actually. Yeah. Wow. So tell me what's going on with this new album. I listened to uh, Mosaic, is it, this morning? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I listened yeah. to that this morning. You sent that to cool. me. Really cool. good, man. Your voice is like just shining. Even oh, like thanks, It man. seems like it's just your vocals are just getting better and better. It's just amazing. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, this one was... You know, after our last one, I sort of had, I kind of felt like I'd hit a wall a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was like writer's block or what, but 
kind of reached that weird point where I felt like I, you know, said a lot of what I wanted to say and kind of covered things. And it was kind of, you know, what, what's next, you know, you're just kind of pray and wait for inspiration or, you know, but I, I wasn't worried about it. I was just kind of, you know, I, it's like I always say, I mean, God's been really good to me as far as I, cause all I wanted to do when I started this thing was write songs and, and kind of like the career part of it has been just a added bonus that I didn't even expect. So it's That's almost great. like it felt to me like anything else was, was kind of gravy, you know? Yeah. So, I, so I wasn't, I wasn't stressed about it. So, um, but you know, then it eventually became, well, we haven't done anything for a while. Maybe we should do like a surprise single or an EP or something. And then none of this stuff ever happens. So songs kind of start stockpiling, you know, over as a couple of years go by and then, you know, then unexpectedly you have enough for enough material for a new record. So may as well do it, you know? So we, yeah, we, like I said, Ernie moved to New Jersey. So we had to kind of scramble to get, to get tracks done and, um, but it's, it's coming along really well. I mean, um, Matt is being very low key. It, <laughs> what I heard was pretty, some pretty exciting stuff. You're like, well, you know, we were just kind of doing some stuff and pretty soon we had an album. Yeah. Well, check it out, guys. Well, that's, 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 me. Yeah. that's his personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting stuff, man. Thanks, Neil. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about timeline yet. You know, we've still got, there's still a lot of work to be done, but, and then even the label situation, I, I haven't even talked to, we're, we've been missing each other on a, on a, like a zoom call like this, you know, that we've needed to, to catch up for a while. So I'm not sure what the, what the uh, schedule is going to be, but, but um, progress wise, it's, it's going pretty well. So. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's all about <laughs> the creative end really. I mean, the business end, as far as I'm concerned, only exists to serve the creative end. Yeah. And I thankfully agree. most and, of the most of the people that I've worked with in the business end understand that. Yeah. You know, yeah. they um they'll be very patient about, you know, waiting for it to whenever we feel like we're ready. Mm -hmm. You know, um I've never felt any pressure from any uh of the label people that I've worked with. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's about the right people. I mean, the the label that we were we've been on for the last three of our four albums, Alterium, they're based in Sweden, and um, their main guy is a guy named Emil, and he's awesome. He's same thing. He's just you know, he understands it, and he's he's um, he believes in what we do, and he's patient, and, and so yeah. yeah, no complaints on that front. But it's it, and I'm I'm fortunate too because we have a one of our guitar players, John. He's a his day job is account is an accountant. So he loves like the numbers and, and mm. handling that whole part of it, which I, nothing could be further from what I'm interested in. Right. You know? Isn't it so, amazing that there's some people who like to do accounting? I don't know. I it's mean, like, that's a death gig for me. I mean, it's yeah. like I, when I make it, if I was to make a list of the things that I have to do that I like the least, you know, the thing that you keep, it, transferring a, from one list to the next list to the next one accounting is definitely one of them it's up there yeah so i'm <laughs> very thankful to i mean in addition to being a, a great player and a, just a good guy to have around for you know bouncing ideas off and stuff it's it's great to have someone like that who who can 
handle that part of it, you know. Isn't it's, it wonderful uh, how God will put you together, how God puts, puts gifts together that's true. that complement yeah. one another and... A lot, sometimes when we don't even real, we don't we don't have a clue what's going on. Right, right. And you realize later, oh man, what a blessing it is that this guy has this gift in this thing. He'll take this this part of the project on. You know, it's a team thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I've benefited so much. Not you know, I always say about Mike Portnoy, not just his uh, obviously his playing. And his friendship is a great blessing, but all, his mind, you know, he has a tremendous yeah. o- overview mind. He thinks so differently from me, you know. Um, yeah, his his memory and recall is, is yeah. pretty unbelievable. It's extraordinary. And he, and he has the mind of the fan. Mm-hmm. He, he somehow, he very, is so good about knowing what the fans will really like and right. how to how to arrange you know things so so that they'll be really pleased and and um, and what we played last time we were here 10 years ago well right yeah and how we got to do the, yeah we got to do this because mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. i i used to look at his set list sometimes and go like oh i don't think so or you know I, after a while of working with people you learn to trust them because you, right. you'll go there, well, all right, if you feel that strongly about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mike tends to feel really, if he feels something, he feels it really strongly. Well, that's a, that's a good lesson, too, because, you know, at some point you're like, well, there's a reason I have all these really talented people around me. You know, may as well let them, the areas that they're strong at, man, let them, let them run with it. Let them use their strengths because it only makes the whole project better. Totally. You know? Yeah. But a lot of times as people, we will we can get into this thing of not wanting to give up control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I struggle with that a lot. Because yeah. if you're going to, a lot of times, if you're going to let somebody else's gift work, you have to take your hands off of that portion of it right. anyway. Right. And, um, you know, it's a team thing. So, you know, there's been times like Mike would have a set list that we would go out. And sometimes I'd be I'd come afterwards and go like, dude. Like the last time Flying Flying when Flying Colors played at Morse Fest nineteen, mm-hmm. that was a that was just a Mike Portnoy set list and it was it was just right. wow can we just do that for the rest of our lives it was just, the flow of it was so cool and I remember when he first presented it I I didn't really get it that much but he's he's just really good but yeah. uh, you know I uh, I've Sometimes in the middle of the tour, I'll, we'll, you know, we'll confer and he'll feel it. You know, you can feel mm-hmm. it like when there's something in the set that, you know, yeah. when we hit that part, it's not, I think we may maybe need to like, maybe even just strike that song and put something else there or, you know, whatever right. it might be. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we do work on it, on these things together and, the, and, and as a band, we'll, we'll, we'll kick these things around. But yeah, I'm a firm believer in letting the gifts work. Mm-hmm. Everywhere in church, everywhere. Let the yeah. let the gifted, let the anointed person speak, right. whoever, whoever that is today. Right, right. It's not might not be the same person it was last week. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the perspective thing, you know, like like you were talking about with Mike, sort of having the fans view and things like that. You know that I've, I've seen that too, and 
other guys in in the band, you know, it'll be like they just, you know, I, I'm thinking about how in terms of set lists and things like that about how hard this song is to sing after this one, and you know, totally uh, and, st- and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, whereas, not necessarily maybe, you know, the way the guitar part feels in terms of tempo and you know, so or how that intro yeah. is going to feel after the outro of the last yeah. last yeah. song or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about. Oh, I have to change the guitar there, or you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's quite a blessing. So, how do you, so in theocracy? How do you? Um, is it is it quite collaborative, or is it, or do you write the stuff and they come in and play it, or? Uh, it's well, I'll write the stuff and or most of the stuff, um, and you know, they'll write bits and here and there, and then we'll get together on the arrangements and, and work stuff out because it. Basically, it started as a as a solo thing. Um, okay, but not not intentional. It was it was it was only because I I lived in the country here in Georgia and didn't know anyone else who was into that kind of music. So, um, but I the stuff that I was that I loved was songwriting and and the studio part of it, the recording part of it. So, so I had eventually after however many years of writing your first terrible songs like you do you know i finally had a batch that i i thought was was pretty good and and so i never did that I, matt i never never you, you just no. start straight into the genius yeah right, right. out of the, the park the light was your first work right yeah. 12 years old i was just, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. no i should put together yeah. a tape of some of the those old things <laughs> oh, i know exactly what you mean yeah <laughs> yeah and and but anyway, so once I got that, got to that point, and I basically just demoed the songs on. I had like a little sixteen-track digital um, studio in a box thing, and, yeah. And it was, uh, you know, drum machine, you know, like manually beating on a drum machine. I mean, it was just as crude as you could get. And yeah. Didn't yeah. really know, you know, loved the 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 art of recording and and the the kind of the magic of it, but didn't really know what I was doing yet. And um. And and a guy who was starting a label heard a couple of the demos through like a mutual friend and was like, I want to put this out as a as a wreck. Well, isn't that sort of what happened with the the light too? Didn't you say like originally I think on one of the maybe it was the one with Al, like some of the some of the sessions were from demo sessions or something. But Oh yeah, was, yeah. We yeah, were we was, I was doing the uh I was doing demos with a uh Alesis HR sixteen, I think it was called the mm-hmm, drum machine. Yeah. Um, the original light demos were just, you know, me in a room in a house. Right. Um, and I took the tape, I, I I was, uh, recording with a eight track, a Tascam eight track cassette, Mm -hmm. uh, Porta studio. And, uh, I still have it actually. I I do too. Out there in the garage. That's what I did a lot of my demos on. I I still love that little machine. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I had old Mac plus with, I think it was called performer digital performer on mm-hmm. it that mm-hmm. i did sequencing on anyway i took the and i took the whole rig over to al's for him to play on because i thought he would be the right guy to right play on right. it and that was that yeah that was how it all started and some of those demos that was how we got the original interest that we got but then of course yeah. we we re-recorded all that stuff and yeah but i did wind up it. there were certain things from the demos that i could not recreate and so i as you probably heard Al and I talking about mm-hmm. all the crazy, stupid 
ways that we that should sound yeah. terrible, but somehow it doesn't sound terrible. That, <laughs> that's, of, how it, that's how that's how it goes. Like, yeah. But um, but yeah. So the first album was basically demos, and 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 they were like, we want to put it out, you know, basically as is, and so. Wow, they liked yeah. it that much from the sixteen track, huh? Yeah, yeah. What, what and, was that um, recording on to the sixteen track? It was it was completely self contained. It was a it was a Yamaha piece called a AW forty four sixteen. So it was recording so it had, onto a it hard had a built in. It had a it had you know sixteen faders built in hard drive okay. CD burner that kind of thing. So it's those. recording right onto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And um, no tape. Nope. And and so yeah, so it was uh, that was it, and and people really liked the songs, and and then. Um, there's a festival here in Atlanta called Prague Power USA, which a lot of the kind of progressive and and power metal bands. Yeah, I've never been, but and, of course I know a lot of people that. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah, and and they did a like a CD sampler every year, and and uh, we had a song called "The Serpent's Kiss" from the first album that that went on that sampler for that year, and that that's when things kind of kind of you know people heard it and and were like, well, who is who are these guys, you know? And it, it's like, oh, it's just a demo. But then it, it turned right. out that um, <laughs> that's it, so awesome, it, man. It, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Um, you know, the the flip side of that is though, it, you know, in interviews and stuff, people are always bringing that up like it's some great achievement. You know, it's like, oh, you you did the whole first album by yourself, and and I'm I'm like, well, it was only because I didn't know anybody. I didn't want to. You know, it's not like it's all these virtuoso performances like i'm playing everything like like prince or something it was just me and a drum machine but but you know kind of going back to what you were saying earlier then i I find out you know a few months later that that sean the guy who ended up being our first drummer he lived five minutes up the road from me the whole time wow he was yeah he was he was a, a friend of um my cousin and so then we got together and then and then um by that time John, our guitarist, you know, he was a, a big fan of the first album. And so he contacted us, you know, wanting to get together. And and then it kind of became, you know, a lineup. You know, we added, we kind of kept adding guys until it eventually became a five-piece. So so um, that's how it... Uh, yeah, that's kind of, you know, a little bit like the Spocks thing went. Mm-hmm. Except that mm-hmm. it was really Al that caught fire. And he was the one who really was the driving force behind us right. finding players. Right in the very in the beginning and uh you know and then of course the took on of its life it takes on a life of its own right yeah 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 well that's so cool man mm-hmm. wow Thanks. that must have been really exciting I, I remember the 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 problem for me like and this is probably maybe just my impatient mind mm-hmm. when too much time goes by i kind of tend to lose momentum yeah in my case like i did the light demos in 91 i think and then al started shopping it for a deal like in 91 92 and then there were some interested parties but then they sent a contract and then we dragged on to 93 and then we didn't decide then we had to decide we were it, it just dragged on and on there was so much time between when we actually when we did that and when the actual record came out which right. was, I think, the end of 95, I think, or maybe even 96. Uh, you know, I was just like, it was such old news for me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And the, But then it began to have, 
you know, when it when it begins to have life in other people, that's when you that's when it's it's just a different world then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when God gives us these gifts, I was talking about this with Jordan. It was like it's inherent in the gift that mm-hmm. that it wants to be given. Right. Right. And I think one of the reasons why I was in such a one of the things there were other things like alcohol and other things that led to my valley of death period of my right. life and like which would be like 91 to 95. But one of the things was that you know I was just not really able to I felt like I couldn't really share my gift, you know, like nobody mm-hmm. really I felt at that time like nobody really wanted it. You know, I was playing like club gigs and you know, if I played an original song, everybody would talk, the typical thing. And then if you play yeah. a Zeppelin song, they all know, they all get up and dance or Yeah. You know, it's just the, you know, it's just the way it is in that kind of environment. You know, and I'd go play original gigs, but it I don't know, it just seemed like it was all not really happening. It's such a miracle that somehow, especially so late in life for me, that somehow uh, God made a way for me to share uh, this thing. And when 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 people started to, you know, when we per- first played the light at the first LA, one of the LA Prague fests, and they gave us this that big standing ovation, and we were like, I mean, I was, I don't know, almost thirty six, I think, or something. Which is pretty late in the music life right. of a musician, right. um, and I was like, "Wow, we finally found an outlet. There's a there's a audience here, and man, what a what a miracle that was." There's the, those moments like that that you just never forget. I mean, I, you know, Athens here, is, you know, it's it's a music town, but it's it's certainly not our kind of, you know, as far as what we do. You know, there was no no interest or whatever, you know, so, so there have been so many, you know, club gigs, you know, in the early days for, you know, five people, you know, you could try, put, maybe like, you could try putting some banjo in there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 um, but, you know, we, we, you know, there've been like a couple of festival things here, but, you know, as long as I, I live, I'll never forget, you know, elements of rock, which is this, festival in switzerland that was our our first time we went to europe in 2009 and there were and it was like it was that kind of thing it was just everybody singing every word you know everybody you know jumping up and down the whole time and it was it was just you know years of coming off stage after that was just you know years of relief and you know all the things you feel and just thankfulness and and validation and whatever you want to call it i mean i mean for for me and Sue, I mean, she's you know my wife. She's been I I, you know, I can never you know put into words how much she's meant as far as um, just making everything possible. And I, I know you've said the same about Sherry too. But she yeah you know even because I, I I you know growing up as a really shy person and not a ton of self esteem and and that kind of thing. And she. Even then, you know, before I had done anything, you know, she she said, you know, I there's something in your songs, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, you know, stand by you and and help you make this happen. And and I just there were so many times early on that I, same kind of thing. It's just it's not worth it, you know. Nobody cares, and 
you know, nobody's interested but me. And, and she was, she was so, so instrumental in, in, um, in, in just making, making it all happen. And so, you know, she was at that show too, you know, she usually tries to, she's gone on most of the, the European tours and, and we just both came off stage, you know, just like almost in tears, you know, it's just like, it was such a moment, you know, and that, that that's one it's like, even though we've played, you know, bigger shows and, and had those similar moments since, you know, those, those first kind of sort of revolutionary uh, moments like that, you know, you, yeah. never, you never forget. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's nice. Of course it, you know, I'm, I wanted to talk to you uh, about the Lord, of course, because um, what I found with any, even those moments, like there's there's still something um, that like you'll you'll have that moment go, wow, oh that was really great. It's so great that they really like this music and and everything. But I think sometimes you know that can be too built up in the musician's mind. Yeah, and they'll it, it, it. It's like then when that moment's over, they go back to the hotel, and you're just like, "Well, here I am." Yep. You yep. know, you're still you. Yep. I remember that. I've, I've had okay. that feeling many times. I remember getting a Prague Award at the Prague Awards in London, you know, and meeting Peter Gabriel and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was all totally cool. But then you know, I'm back in my hotel room, like, mm-hmm. "Hi, honey." You know, I mean, um. Those aren't the things that really, right, bring satisfaction. I think, I think the the thing that gives me the most satisfaction, I think, with my work, is, you know, what it, what it does for other people. Exactly. I mean, I really enjoy it. I'm so glad that I have meaningful work to do. That it means a lot to me, and I I so enjoy the creative process. It's my favorite thing in my work. Is the initial creative process but Mm -hmm. you know when when you complete something and and that's what's so important about the live show right because you're right there and and you can see people getting moved you know many times in on our tours you know at the end of similitude there's a i mean i've never seen so many grown men crying yeah you know and that's like that's all that's it's like a mixture of things. It's the music, it's the notes and it's the words, but it's also the spirit of God. Right. You know, people will say, I don't know what you did out there. I don't know what you did. I'm like, we like just, it wasn't me. Well, yeah, we just, pres- we just played this music and we just sang yeah. those words, but that's, that's something deeper that's going on between you and the Lord. And so when you feel like you're, you're part of that, like that, cause that's something that can really change the heart and really, right. Uh, really uh, have such a so much more of a tremendous impact than agreed and 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 the thing is like that for me uh, like I said you know the the studio part and the creative part you know that's the part that I love and so a lot of times the even though I'm thankful for it and 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 you know I, I there's a lot I love about live shows and stuff like that too but there's also a lot of stress you know as being a singer and yes and things like that so the part that just makes it worth it is is what you're talking about, and and so many in so many ways that you don't even necessarily um, understand or intend, or, or you know, so many times after shows, you know, people talk and and say, you know, you know, this song saved my marriage, and this, you know, this, yeah, 
stuff that you know that I never occurred to me at all, you know, in writing the thing, but just the way way God uses them, and and right. maybe ways you intended, and maybe ways that you didn't, you know, and that that to me is what's made it worth, you know, going through the, you know, the, I mean, not to sound like it, you know, it's a hard, oh, playing shows, it's so hard or whatever, but I mean, I mean, from it's, it's also sort of antithetical to my personality because I'm, I'm an introvert and I'm kind of a shy guy. So having to, to be the front man and all that, you know, I can, I can do it, but it's, it's, it's not necessarily natural. So, um, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, it's just kind of taxing in a lot of ways. And then, so, but, you know, if I'm, if I'm struggling or if I'm down, you know, just hearing one story like that, you know, it's just, it just makes it all worthwhile. It's, and it's when you really realize, at least for me, um, that's not me, you know, that's like you were saying, I mean, especially if it's in a way where I, it's not even something that I had thought about when I wrote the song, but you know, this is how God used it in your life because it's, it's, you know, he met you at your need or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just that that's when it really becomes apparent that, that, um, you know, we're just vessels and that there's something. Yeah. Something and I, I always and, feel, you know, I, I, I equate it many times with the, uh, with the loaves and the fishes. You know, um, mm. the boy comes up, well, I've, I've got this little bit of food. I mean, that's kind of how we are, right? We've got this little gift, right? you know, well, we got a little bit of food. And, but if, if the Lord blesses it, you're right. Then, and everybody gets fed, then you, that's when it goes like kind of way off the chart, right? It goes into some right. other place and, and you're just like everybody else going like, wow, what just happened? That that's the th- that's the funny thing about it because it's, I, I guess to the outsider it might seem like you might get a big head about it or something like that, but it's completely the opposite, because the immediate reaction is this has nothing to do with me, you know I'm I'm, yeah I mean that's I've never thought about that you know using that parallel but that's a good way to put it, yeah you know, it's, just, it's so outside yeah. of of um, you know my limitations and and you know, even, even my intent. So it's, it's an amazing thing, man. Yeah. Well, and you know, I like the, you know, in that story, Jesus gives thanks in lack. Like they don't have enough. That's not enough to feed everybody. Right. So it's like a total lack. Right. Right. (laughs) And, and the first thing Jesus does is takes it and just thank you for this. I, I just think that that's a side, kind of a little bit of a side note. Maybe it isn't. That's but, awesome. You know, sometimes yeah. it will be thankful when we don't think we have enough. I mean, I don't right. know how many times I felt like when I was going out on stage and I just, I, I just, I don't have enough, Lord. Yeah. I just don't, I don't have it. You're going to, you're going to have to, do, you don't have to. I'm asking you humbly if you'll help right. us. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I remember early on in my walk, I I was uh, touring with Spocks, you know, and I'm going to this old-fashioned Pentecostal church, you know, a lot of older people and whatnot. And I'd come back, and they would have open testimony times, and I'd testify about stuff that would would just be insane to, you know, people in a small 
little i'm sure you can relate to this right <laughs> you know i'd come back and be like well we were having all this feedback in copenhagen but then like rio rio, when rio went out to do his solo you know, think about Rio doing a solo like he's a sweaty madman, like sweating all over everybody. Ah, right, yeah. right. <laughs> and right. I'm back on, in the dressing room on my knees, Lord, help us with the rest of this show that it would go well, you know. And uh, right. and I come back and I'm I'm testifying in church, and I came back and the feedback was gone, and we ended the show great, and everybody's all these people are just like going, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> But that's our God, right? I mean, he yeah. helps us. He yeah. he knows who we are. He knows where we are. He knows, you know, what he helps us where we are. We bring the, our loaves and fishes, whatever that is, you know. Right. Uh, right. That and just you know, hey, here it is. Can you can you help us? <laughs> yeah. That that Spock story reminds me. I I I guess I've never actually told you the story about how I even discovered you guys, but um, so because so. yeah, because back in the day I was. You know, obviously, you know, being kind of a metalhead, and I, I was a big Dream Theater fan, of course. And this was, you know, uh, so I, I was I I was on Mike's forum, and um, like when you announced that you you were leaving Spocks, and um, I remember, of course, I had heard of you guys. I don't I don't think I'd ever actually heard anything, um, but I I was you know, I knew the name and, and everything. And, and I was kind of like watching this whole drama unfold, you know, and some people were respectful. And then of course there were the, you know, like the hardcore prog or metalheads who were just, you know, you know, bashing, you know, Christianity right, sure. or you or, or whatever, you know, you know how yeah. it goes. And, um, yeah, it was a difficult so, time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so without having heard a note, I was just like, I'm going to buy this guy's record just to support him because of, I think it's pretty awesome what he's doing. And so, yeah, of course, that was, was testimony. So I bought testimony and then, of course, loved it and uh, thought, wow, what a what a songwriter and, and what a story. And then, of course, I, I worked backwards and, you know, started with snow and bought all this box stuff and became a huge fan and then and you probably don't remember this but I, I came to, to see you at your church this was like way back um this was before you released one. Oh, my, I was in, really yeah i was in nashville for uh for like a studio thing and um like jerry Guidros was there too and and um and uh it was it was me and sue and it's like oh, we're gonna go to to neil's church tomorrow and kind of i kind of like ambushed you and it's like hey i just wanted to tell you how much your your music means to me and it was just you know typical fanboy and and took a picture with you and i'll have to send you the picture it's, it's pretty funny but but you were uh you were cordial and patient as always about uh you know crazy fanboy you know gushing about how much your music means to him and, and stuff like that but it was it was pretty funny yeah that was it was, it was it was always sort of a funny thing when you know because the people in that in the church they had very little relationship to yeah you know who I was outside of my family and church I mean, right. my my career was just like what's he doing you know that kind of right. thing right what what kind of music is that you know Mm-hmm. And so the, sometimes there'd be the, like occasional visitor would go like, do you know who that guy, how awesome that guy is up there that's playing the bass? You know, I'd just be up there, you know, I was mm-hmm. there to serve, you know, so I, who knows right. what I might be doing. But uh, I, don't, I know you didn't do that, but there was... No, I wasn't, I wasn't that bad. You weren't was, that exuberant, was, but... Uh, no, I was, 
we we went outside and and you know humbly got a picture and stuff but but yeah that was uh that's that was cool. just one of those things you know it was just like well even if i don't like this this album i like what what this guy's all about and uh little did i know you were such an amazing songwriter so thanks for all the well thanks man all yeah, the and great then, work and then the next time we met would have been when you guested you came up and uh, you were a guest when we played testimony mm -hmm. yeah at the first yeah. morris fest right mm -hmm. yeah yeah I yep. can't remember what did you what did you sing? Forgive me. I did um I did some ad libs on on Oda Feeling. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it not has very well, not very well. Really? I mean, it was okay. It was better at the rehearsal than than in the actual gig. But wow, that happens so but, often. It does. Isn't that isn't that sad that I I I very often tell people soak up soak up this rehearsal because it mm -hmm. might be way better than the gig. Yeah. Yeah, like when we yeah. did when we were rehearsing on Cruise to the Edge, and Adrian Ballou came in to do his thing. The rehearsal was so much fun. We were, you know, uh, we were doing King Crimson's. Dun, 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 dun. Mm -hmm. I do remember one thing, and he was Adrian was just so funny, and and just had we just had the best time. Right. And then when it came to do the gig, like I think my I was having gear issues. You know what I mean? There, all this stuff happened at the gig. It wasn't yep. nearly as I was like, man. Yeah, I've learned soak up the rehearsal. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. man. But well, it's then, funny, I, you know. Go ahead. Being a, being in those, having been at some of those rehearsals and things like that, I don't I don't know how you do it, man. Especially at Morse Fest where it's like you know three hour rehearsals and then it's in the day of the gig and you're having to. You're kind of doing the vocal, you know, an octave down to try to save your voice, and it's yeah, just, six hours. It, it'll be like six hour rehearsals. Oh yeah, just yeah. well, I mean, yeah. and you rehearse, you're rehearsing with the horn players and the string players in the day, and then you start the run through of both nights, like at six, at six o'clock or something, right? You know, right? There's been times when we we didn't finish with the Thursday night run through till like eleven thirty or twelve, you know, and we're just Oh, it's brutal. We're trying to, we're trying to change that, you know, to try to mm -hmm. make it a little less torturous. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, you can all, you can also see, or, or I can see as an outsider, you know, sort of the, the seeds of, you know, all the experience you got from all those miserable years and all those California clubs and just kind of learning how to be a, be a professional and you know and strings break or whatever happens you know dealing with stuff i mean you're you're just so good at that and you can just you can just tell that it's it's just kind of ingrained from from autopilot of all those years of having to you know having seen every situation everything that can go wrong on stage you know and, and and kind of be prepared for it and and uh have the right spirit about it it's that's really cool yeah yeah there's uh i don't think anything could go wrong that would surprise me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, after all this time. You, you have to expect it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And uh for those of you that don't know, probably most of you know, uh that Matt sang the John the Baptist role in uh, Jesus Christ the Exorcist and uh on the record and on the live version. And uh I want you to know, I don't know if I ever told you, 
we did file sharing for that vocal. I sent you the track and the scratch vocal. Mm-hmm. And when you sent it back, man, that was a good moment. Oh, that was good. a Thank really, you. that was a great moment for me. I've, you know, you don't, you know how it is with file sharing. Um, sometimes it's it's like way beyond your expectations, and some sometimes it's not quite what you wanted, and then you're not yeah. sure how to what to do about it. You yeah. know, but uh, man, how yours you gently was, let someone know. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Hey, could you? Or whatever, you know. Maybe try it this way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's very hard to convey a lot of those things. But, man, you really nailed that role. Oh, that's great to hear. Thank you. Well, I was, I was honored to be asked and honored to do it. It was, it was uh, another great work and, and uh, proud to be a part of it, man. Yeah, and, 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 and the, live, you know, the live thing was great, too. I mean, that was, yeah. that was so, uh, so good. You're, you, by the way, you're one of my wife's favorites is all the john the baptist guy oh what's his name again i'm mad oh yeah (laughs) tell her thanks yeah just just great so thanks for helping us out with that man hey of course and then same to you for the the charity thing we did the project you just thing that we did yeah yeah that came out great uh, right yeah yeah really good people have people have loved it loved it loved it and uh made some made some money for for ted leonard's uh there's a music school for for kids out there in California and, and uh gotten tons of still getting tons of great feedback from that. So so thank you so much for for doing that and doing the wonderful job that you always do. That was great. Well thanks, man. Thank you. The only other thing I wanted to ask you about um is like being in a Christian band. Mm-hmm. You know, being a Christian. I'm sure you get asked this a lot and you know, being a, I think you you play at a lot of secular heavy metal festivals, don't you? And I've done quite a bit of that. I have some funny stories related to that. I'll just tell one, and then you can mm-hmm. tell me what it's like for you. Um, we were playing during the day at uh, Sweden Rock, and mm-hmm. Sabbath I think was headlining a lot a lot of mm-hmm. heavy bands, and um, it was around the time of one and maybe question mark anyway my son will was there he was pretty young and he came out to do cradle of the grave with me Mm -hmm. and when he did somebody raised a big somebody in the crowd raised a big pirate flag you know with a skull on Mm -hmm. it and we came off later and my son was confused it's like daddy why did that man raise that cloth with the skull on it when i was singing i said that means he really liked it, son. That's true. Right? <laughs> That's your biggest pirate fan. Right. <laughs> but I, so I have a little taste of some of that. How, how have you felt about it or it's, dealt with it? And... It's been fun. I mean, you know, there's always people. I mean, you know, you know how it is. But I'm, I'm more, I guess I'm more surprised that the, um, We've gotten so many, you know, I'm not a believer and I, I love your songs or, um, right. you know, even, you know, I'm an atheist or whatever it is, you know, people that, that I think there's a thing about um, integrity and, and uh, I don't know, just the effort. And, and I, I think people see when you put a level of care and, and if it comes from the heart, I think there's, 
a group of people that can respect it. Now, I'm sure you get that too. You know, people who say, you know, I'm not a believer and whatever, but I, you know, I, I yeah. love, you know, what you do. And, and so that to me is the, the more impressive thing. I mean, there, there's always going to be, uh, people who make fun of you or, or don't listen or whatever. And that doesn't bother me. I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be fans or whatever anyway. So it's just, it just comes with the territory, you know, I think, but, um, yeah, it's the flip side of it uh, that I guess is more, um, surprising to me. Um, or maybe not surprising, but it's an, you know, it's encouraging. I mean, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. Um, um, there's been times when I've been playing at secular festivals. I think sometimes as Christians, we can get a little insulated maybe in mm -hmm. our worlds. I know, you know, in, you know, I have a, a lot of Christian friends, you know, I'm going to church a lot. And so I'm in the bit of the, like a Christian culture. Right. And where, you know, saying things about uh, the resurrection or, or whatever is, is just sort of the order of the day. Right. Uh, I've, I've had the experience when I was, you know, singing, uh, parts of Sola and parts of the question mark album for a secular audience, like at a festival, people that weren't there for me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when I had the sense of like, Oh, like you hear it through their listening. Yeah. 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 And like, wow, this is actually pretty in your face. I right. Didn't, to me, it was right. just like normal stuff. You know, Jesus came to lift us from the mud. Right. God indwelling in real flesh and blood, right? right? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, well, that's just kind of where we live, right? But then you're playing it at this festival, and you start hearing it through, the, and you see some of them going, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Is this ein Gottesdienst? Was ist das? <laughs> right, you know? Right. And, right. yeah, then so, but I've, I, I appreciate God putting me there. And of course the prayer is always like, here I am, Lord, this is what you've given me to do. And it's never in my heart to offend anybody. I'm sure it is. Right. You right. know, like that's, that, that's, yeah, I liked what you said. I, I listened to an interview that you did where you were just talking about, well, you write from your heart and this is what's in my heart. So this is what I'm writing. Right. And it's not real complicated, really. Yeah. It's not yeah. calculated. Yeah. I I think it's weird when people... I've gotten a lot of those kind of interview questions and, it, you know, trying to, like, really break all this stuff down. And it's like, you know, it's like if you want to write Christian music, write Christian music. If you want to write something different, write something different. It's just, you know, what's in your heart, you know? Like, I mean... I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not the person to ask about business decisions and choosing. I mean, you know, we play a really obscure metal style and, and our Christian focus on top of that. So it's in terms of like market share, that's pretty, you know, that that's not a lot. Uh, right. There's no, yeah, uh, for me too, aspirations right? for, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like the prog I'm, market is tiny. Well, the Christian Christian prog market is right. like, does it even exist? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, to me, even like, I don't know, anything being calculated is just kind of kind of laughable with what we do. But yeah, you just gotta 
Write what you feel. I mean, you know how it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm amazed by what I'm I'm so different from you in terms of um you know, you've just always been so prolific and I, I'm not like that. You know, I have to I have to really kind of go away and, and focus and, and woodshed and, and and you know, work at it, work at it, work at it to, you know, to get something I'm happy with and and you're just like, all right, three more albums this year and three, you know, so it's, it's, I'm amazed by, by people like that. You know, it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Well, thanks. You know, um, but I've started to, I think I like, I think you said something else, which was like, well, you know, writing songs and writing music is also a little bit like a conversation, you know, you're communicating and you know, it's like kind of whatever you feel to communicate. And I, I was thinking about, you know, every conversation that I have isn't about Jesus. Right. Right. So I, I have some right. albums where, you know, uh, and or, you know, some conversations you might hint at it, but you won't really right. go right. real direct about it. Uh, some conversations might be super direct and some conversations might be about your relationship with your wife. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah, I think uh, as creative people, our job is to create whatever in this moment God is calling us to create. Right. And right. Uh, and the reason why I write so I write so much about biblical topics and spiritual things is because, and this was a real revelation for me. It's because that's kind of the. It, whether you even understand it or not, it's kind of the biggest, highest kind of thing that you can sing about. Well, and it, and it with the kind of music that I mean, not that our style is exactly the same, but the grandiose kind of melodies and stuff that we do. I mean, it just it's like a hand in a glove. I mean, I've you know, it's hard. It just it's hard to write about the most epic and powerful subject matter in existence and not have the music match it, you know? Right. Um, so, right. So it's, yeah, to me, it's, it's natural. Um, yeah, I agree with you. And, uh, the weird thing for me is then I look back in my life, you know, I didn't become a Christian till all really till I was like 40, really full, fully, you know, I was dabbling before that, but, you know, jumping in with both feet, it was pretty late in life. Um, and I look back at like my favorite pieces of music throughout my life. I think I was always a, li- a little bit like that. Right. You know, my favorite part of this opera I sang when I was nine years old is about the love of God. Um, See Me, Feel Me is about the love of God. Right. You know, right behind right. you, I see the glory. It's, you know, uh, Heart of the Sunrise is about the love of God. Right. right. <laughs> love comes right. to you, you follow, right? Lose one. It's about the love of I I think that's about the love of God. I don't right. think that's about human love. You know, right. I didn't I didn't get into that with John when I talked to him, of course, but I think he would probably agree. And that's one of my favorite topics. We have a song called The Master Storyteller that kind of talks about that too. You know, even sort of in retrospect, you know, the things that you see through that lens that you didn't even notice at the time. Right. You know, it's pretty amazing I mean, the way all these things are tied together and, and, and um, whether it be things you were drawn to, you know, early in life, you know, music like that, like you were saying, or, or whatever. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's like, 
you know, with perspective, and I guess life is like that in general, but with perspective, you can kind of look back and see the way, you know, oh, I didn't even really know what I was singing that about, but now it makes sense or, or, you know, why my heart kind of had this longing or, or whatever it may be. It's, it's, it's a great thing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And you kind of wake up and go, it was always you. Right. Right. I just didn't know. Yeah. Wow. Well, praise the Lord, brother. Amen. That seems like a good place to tie it up for today, man. Thanks Sounds for being good, a, thanks for getting with me, Matt. I really appreciate it. Of course. Cheers, my friend. Yeah. Have a good day. And good luck with the All new the album, man. Thanks, check man. out check All out the... Theocracy, everybody. It's awesome stuff. It's a real-